So welcome everybody to episode one of the Small Time Scots podcast. How are we all doing, guys? And we are your hosts, Ryan and Kevin. And this podcast is pretty much our creative outlet as two very average Scotsmen. It's a good way to put it. With the central belt yeah. of Scotland. Yeah, I think first and foremost, to gaze a brief outline of what they can expect. I mean, myself and Ryan we are both uh we're both avid creators in terms of we always have a drive to create content but we've never really found a step on what to do how to do it we've tried things we've dabbled here and there but this is a way that we want to kind of engage with with everyone out there anyone that wants to listen talk about a series of different points you know we're not restricted uh, definitely no pigeonholes here no pigeonholes here no so everything there's a lot we want to talk about uh, we want to hear for you guys as well uh, what you want to hear on the podcast but it's going to be just general discussion I couldn't have put that more beautifully myself mate that was that was lovely aye. Well done. Oh, thank you thank you very much Good uh, job. but I uh, we, we want to talk about quite a lot and we want us to be kind of we want chill vibes on this podcast so sit back and relax and try and enjoy what we've got to say we're going to talk about our kind of strive to create uh, we're going to talk about our roadblocks along the way, the different the ups and downs and the sort of the reality of not being one of those lucky few that hit overnight fame. Fame. Exactly. It's just as Ryan put it, we're two average Scots, two small time average Scots. Yeah. And we just want to kinda of have this discussion. So, Kevin, just a really quick uh synopsis, I suppose, on how we know each other. Well, we met. Well, Try and keep it as brief as possible, as we've known each other for so long. Uh, To give some context on that, I mean, we've known each other since 2006, basically, so... First year of high school, mate, yeah. uh, It's a long time to put into a a summary. 15 years, almost, Uh, now. I'd say that, I mean, to give the best outline, we met, obviously, as you said, first year of high school. But then we became met best mates by the end of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Then both went separate paths and further education, still stayed friends. Ah, every weekend was yep. some mental that we did. Then ended up working together. Which was horrendous. Yeah, Ryan was my boss. It was absolutely amazing. Aye, and he never listened to what I said. <laughs> Dead ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, after that, both moved into different areas of employment, but been best mates ever since the end of high school oh, so no, nothing's never really, really stopped changed even though we've both went separate routes in our life yeah so it's we're hoping that this is just something else that will evolve as we continue to do this like we say we're just two very very average scotsmen yeah uh, we live and in the central belt we have a good upbringing of the urban jungle but we're not too far away from the nice scenic areas either, which yeah. the last sort of five years we've sort of explored to a very good extent, oh, uh, I would say. That needs to be said, like, we're lucky being Scottish. I oh, mean, for sure. We're just two average Scottish people, but that we're really grateful for the fact that we actually live here because, I mean, for us, we've 
as you said, we've grew up in a central belt, nothing really special, but having a country like this where you can drive an hour, two hours, and then have as much inspiration as oh, the world can like, give you. I mean, going going up to like that that the that my prime example for that is a hundred percent where we stay. Yeah, we're like what a, a an eighty minute drive from Loch Lomond. Uh, probably just less than that. A little less, and uh, that was obviously one of the the first big breakouts that we all did. Uh, I mean, it needs to be said. Apart from even traveling far, I mean, Glasgow is known for being like one of the biggest cities in Europe for music, especially. I mean, the music scene in in Glasgow is absolutely insane, and even across the board when it comes to other things in the arts, can't say I know much about anything else apart from, you know, music and content and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, We're both a little ignorant there. Exactly. I mean, I worked, I worked in Edinburgh for a long time. Um, it's nearly three years I worked in Edinburgh. And uh, that sorry. Was, hey, hey. <laughs> Edinburgh's a beautiful place. <laughs> no disrespect to anyone for Edinburgh. I, I met my partner in Edinburgh, okay? Yeah. Like, Edinburgh is a, yeah. a beautiful place. At least something good came out of there. But... <laughs> Wow, you <laughs> suck. just getting there. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> harsh, bro. <laughs> uh, there's a lot that kind of has inspired us to kind of take the path of starting the podcast, but here we are. I mean, I think it's the easiest medium for us to get it out, though. Oh, I, um, we like can't it, obviously it, not address the fact that we're in a pandemic right now. Well, I mean, there is that. That was that was the biggest. Yep hampering to starting this earlier um for sure really but um i think during times like these whenever you can't kind of do what you usually do you're out with the norm it kind of pushes you to look for other ways to to create content you want to create or follow new ideas and whenever you can't travel you can't see people stuff like that it makes it a hundred times more difficult but this is kind of that middle ground of is that sweet spot they've been able to create but also not die yeah i i, <laughs> I agree with you to an extent like um for me the pandemic although at the start was really really hampering uh, yeah. to my creative drive that i had before obviously i tried to do quite a few things musically at the end of 2019 uh, and that was like I, I still got loads of stuff that I can revisit. But as soon as I get told I wasn't allowed to go out, I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to do anything. It, 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 it took the wind straight out of my sails, oh, so right. to speak. Like, but at the same time, I'm kind of thankful for the pandemic as well because it's gave me the proper uh, realignment to stop procrastinating um because they're they're so little um like it's not you get a phone call for one of your buddies going let's go a drive let's go a hike let's go out for a beer let's go to the pub you know what i mean like there's not that um spontaneity of just going out and doing things which i miss dearly but at the same time it lets me have my own thoughts while I'm in the house myself yeah. to what I want to do, which is obviously why we've came yeah. here. We kinda touched on podcast. that like before we even started recording this podcast, we're having a general chat uh downstairs and we we're saying how this pandemic, like everyone's took it in a different way. There's people who have took this pandemic, it's been great. I mean people who have worked themselves to death can now actually spend time with their family oh, because yeah. they're not working that six day, seventy hour a week. 
there's people who, for example, at the start of the pandemic, before this kicked off, had their dream job, and that's out it's the window. Gone, so man. it's kind of unprecedented times, but being able to find a way to get through it that suits you, especially whenever it, it comes to a person who is so motivated by wanting to chase kind of the things that they want to do rather than just going along in life. I think it's it's put a bit more pressure on people to start doing it for themselves yeah. and not doing it because, or not doing it even because they're so busy. Yeah, that uh, people are no longer not pulling the trigger on what they want to do because they know they have time in the house to yeah. then put, put it into... Your excuses are gone. Like, yeah, I, all the excuses are definitely out the window. I think we should stay like for the podcast. I mean, we both work Monday to Friday jobs. Oh yeah, we we are by no means going through this pandemic with all this time on our hands. I mean, Ryan, he's working from home. Uh, I mean, you're still pretty much doing. I wouldn't say the same amount of hours because your travel's not there. Yeah, there's but, no travelling anymore for that aspect. Uh, but I, I'm I'm one of the fortunate few that uh, I have hadn't I haven't had any sort of. Uh, like disruption to my day-to-day working life oh, right. i've not i've been even very, though you're working from home you've still got a schedule yeah i've still I, like I, I try it's more it's more flexible and i was already in a flexible job anyway like, oh, right. but especially now because of the amount of people in my company that are like you say their their parents they've got kids yeah like they've got young kids as well that aren't going to school yeah, or kind so of stuff. they are like my, my company well, is a hundred percent behind us taking flexible working. If you need to take three or four hours off during the day to deal with your kids, yeah. then do it. Like just make sure you See, clock, it, that, clock your hours at the end. A lucky position to be in. Oh yeah, like as much as I, I'm not gonna pretend that I I love my job in and out. Like there's days where oh, I, I, I absolutely hate my job, but I'm well and truly thankful for the fact that I have the job that I do. Like if if I was one of the people put on follow or uh, uh, even one note, of the, the really dream is to be a stay-at-home husband. Continue. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I would be really bold as a stay-at-home yeah, husband. Yeah, but and I can't cook being, as good as I can't have... cook as good as my other half. So, I like, know. I would be a disappointment stay-at-home husband. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, like I'm. I'm also like, if I was one of the unfortunate ones that, like, people that I know a lot of people, like that have lost their jobs oh, due right. to this oh, as well. Like I've a lot got, of companies have folded a lot of... Uh, I was actually talking to uh, a friend of mine's Megan, uh, for Cali, and we were talking a few weeks ago, and she was telling me like, she obviously had lost her job during the pandemic and stuff, so yeah. it's a huge span on her works, especially when you've got like people relying on you and stuff like that. I mean, there's other people that that we know that have even been going for jobs, but as soon as the pandemic kicks in, I mean, you're out the window with getting into a position that you want to be in, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would really, uh, my, like, my heart 100% goes out to the people that are trying to find work at the moment. Oh, like, right. I, I couldn't imagine going back through that I again. mean, the unemployment rates are getting... Well, I saw in the news bad. the other day that was Britain's record yeah, financial slump, slump yeah. uh, was last year, uh, 2020. Uh, but... On the plus side, I mean, we're grateful that we both still work Monday to Friday. I mean, yeah. Ryan's still working for home. He has a schedule. Unfortunately, I can't work for home, but I've still got a schedule and I'm, I'm glad. I mean, for those that have just not been working for 
months now is absolutely insane. I, I couldn't stay in the house that long. I had to isolate for two weeks and within four or five days I was strongly considering jumping in the bath with a toaster. That's how boring it is. Well, I, I've been locked in the house since the week before the official lockdown started in yeah. 2019. Um, 2020. 2020, sorry. Jesus, that was a long lockdown for me. Well, it was a really <laughs> long lockdown for me, I know. Um, yeah. It's it's tough, man, like being in, like even just, although I, I'm still working and that sort of preoccupies your brain for a portion of the day and all that kind of stuff, like you're mm-hmm. still within the same confines, like being in Aye. the confines of your own home is still Aye. tough. Like I can completely empathise with the guys that need self-isolate. Yeah. Um, and that's, th- that. like even still taking advantage of your, like our local stuff of one hour, well, at the start it was one hour I exercise every day, and then it was yeah. one exercise like e- like expedition out with your home and stuff like that. Because they just ch- kept changing their minds, so <laughs> <laughs> it all became a blur because it's changed that many times because of the kind of situation it is. It's it's insane, but it's a, that's a bit of perspective on where we sit in the where we, Yeah, where we are and, and that's all we you guys. So by no chance we are just sitting here like bored of our minds just doing stuff for the sake of it. Like, we're still working five days. But Thankfully. Yeah. In relation to starting the podcast that you're listening now, I mean, this has been something that we've not had the time necessarily to put in despite the pandemic, despite everyone having extra time and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but it's still something that we've pushed to do. And we both, yeah. I mean, over the years, Ryan, as he says, with music, uh, and myself, we like photography and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of been a passion to create content. Yeah. And this is the middle ground where a platform like this, I mean, I would say you're more, you're more musically orientated uh, in some Definitely. senses, uh, and then I would say I'm more photography orientated. So yeah, I would say that. Like you've always been the guy with the camera. You're the guy that's all like even when we've went out and done stuff. Yeah, like as a group, uh, like the Alderman Row stuff uh, that we were doing the last few years. You were pre- pretty much the go-to guy to take the best shots. Yeah, it's of just, those moments, like you've you. That's something that's been fate. I mean, I got my first proper camera. Uh, I say proper these days, you can probably get about like 100 quid, 140 quid, I think it's. It was a Lumix G10. And when I got that Lumix G10, it would have been about. That was a long time ago. Uh, well, I remember. High school days, actually. I remember having that in my house after a house party. When, like, one. Well, I say a house party, it was more like our social gathering at the weekend. Uh, uh, and that must have been like fourth year of high school. Yeah, that was, fifth year I, of high school, I would so. say it would probably be about 22. 10 I want to say yeah, 2010, 2011 uh-huh. so we're like what 15, uh, 16 about that time? so that was like when I first got my proper camera and that's when I kind of that passion for photography started so even though that camera has seen a lot of use but oh. as soon as technology started catching up I mean my smartphone the S20 can take better photos than that thing Oh, I mean, we're so, talking about a flagship phone there as uh, well of, of last year. But, but needless to say, after a few years, that camera took a back seat. But having access to, like, oh, just 20, quick... 2012 onwards, the, the hike in tech has oh, absolutely been insane. Like, oh, I, I'll look at that as well. Like, obviously, I'm a really big, like, PC gamer enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Well, or I have been less so now, but I've always chased, like, 
the optimal performing PC and like oh, I just look at like Nvidia and AMD and, <laughs> and Intel and all of that stuff. Like the 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 absolute performance for the price, mm-hmm. like price to performance quality has just tenfold improved in the last eight years, nine years. Oh, I like twi- for twi- I would say twenty twelve is when I noticed tech ramping. Yeah, you're I still actually like, remember. See, even like the stuff that we're using right now for, for example, making us podcasts and stuff. Back twenty twelve, I mean, we were just we were about leaving high school. Uh, and for the next couple years after that I was doing like sound production and stuff Mm -hmm. so I was using all this kind of equipment but it was by no means as easily accessed or as easily used or the editing especially the software is is insane now (laughs) but that that goes for the hardware as well I mean these mics were by no chance the same standard as the exact same mics would have been back then whenever it's comes to like starting to create your own content everyone's in the same boat so someone listening right now you're probably sitting there like oh man i'd, I'd love to do that but like i just i don't know where it get started or oh I, i'd have to do it myself i don't really know anyone that's in it trust me it's at uh, the longer you sit waiting wanting to create something by the, the time you exactly the worse it gets you're going to end up regretting wasting so much time oh yeah like i mean i regret not doing this in 2017 exactly like, I, I wish i'd just bit the bullet because you're talking like these two microphones yep. i got like 70 quid and then the interface was another 100 quid like that would have been a few months of saving yeah. to start this and exactly. get it going and it took me almost four years mm. to actually stump up yeah. and go right i'm doing this i think for most people i mean for myself, when it comes to podcasts, it came for like listening to other people, watching stuff on YouTube. I think that's where everyone's source of inspiration comes from is YouTube. Yeah. So there's so much that gives you that inspiration, but mm-hmm. pulling the trigger is the hardest part. Oh, like yeah, hands definitely. down. Like without a doubt, I've been like I've been wanting to create content for a long time, but even myself, I've been telling myself that I was going to get a new camera for like the past, like, two years, I'd say. But I'd say over a year. I wouldn't say two years. I'd say about over a year I've been telling myself, get a new camera, start, like, doing what you want. Uh, but we'll discuss, obviously, other projects a wee bit later. But I put that off until about, um, not even a month ago. And honestly, it is one no of the best decisions I yeah. made. I wish I'd done it earlier. I ended up, I went and bought the Sony Alpha 6400. Love it. Love it. I mean, it took how long for me and your brother, well, me bullying you yeah. over the phone and your brother Oh, I just a bit of like, context here. It was a bully triangle that caused me to get it. It absolutely wasn't a bully triangle. Well, it was a bully triangle. It was more of a motivation. Kevin was absolutely getting a new camera this yeah. year like there was no denying that it's just kevin is that but but can it can i do it now and yeah. you you 100 percent wrapped yourself in knots oh i before to say but like even between what camera to buy yeah. and obviously you, you initially wanted what a 250d yeah or a, an sl3 yeah. um the canon out of stock everywhere yeah 
that you tried to Everywhere. get it? Everywhere, can Everywhere. and direct, can't give you. Can so you were like, no, I'm going to wait. And then how long? A month? Like, this was just in the new year that it was been yeah. in stock since kind of Christmas. And I was constantly on the phone because I was getting it through Curry's PC World. And I was constantly on the phone to them like, when's it back in stock? And mm-hmm. I get a date. And that date would come and it wouldn't be in stock. So I'd phone again and they'd be like, oh, no, it's this date. Yeah, it's this date now. It comes around, it's still not in stock. I'd get an email. I got an email a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, oh, God, this must be back in stock. And I just bought the 64. And I'm like, typical, like, bet it's back in stock. But no, they were just saying, oh, it's not back in stock yet. But how's about you look at touch. some of these? Yeah. And I'm like, Here's why? Here's other why? things we'll upsell you on <laughs> like, something else. I know. You obviously know which one I want. I would have signed up to the email notifications like five times if i wanted a different camera which <laughs> obviously got a different camera but yeah, it was a big upgrade it was a big upgrade uh, it was in stock it was like that's the thing um uh, not that i want to make this sound like we promote impulse decisions yeah, or anything like that yeah. um because you've done your research into the camera before oh, I, like you even considered adding that to cart and yeah. then hovering over the checkout button yeah but like you know the thing is, like, obviously, whenever we talk about pulling the trigger and stuff like that, everyone has a different thought process behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, apart from, obviously, us pulling the trigger and even starting a podcast, I mean, we wanted to do other projects before that. And again, it was the matter of thinking how we want to execute what we wanted to do and a matter of actually between having the time to do it and having the means to do it mm-hmm. it kind of put a spanner on the works for different things yeah lots of but different reasons that's not even to bring into consideration like personal aspects yet i mean a lot of people for example i'm sure there's probably one or two less like this that are thinking oh it's all well and good saying i oh, just do it or yeah like, you yeah. didn't get it but i'm i'm in a bad financial position i mean that was the biggest reason that i held off getting that camera oh yeah definitely. i mean i was in debt for like almost four years so <laughs> yeah. making a big purchase like a camera that's like over a grand mm-hmm. that's a huge thing like a huge thing so in the back of my mind all i kept thinking was i'm gonna get this and, and something's been, gonna happen yeah. i'm gonna need the money and i'm gonna regret it so much and i'm gonna be in debt again that so like obviously it's everyone de- definitely thinks it differently but there comes that line where you need to that you need to draw in the sand between your doubts between what might happen and what you can physically control at that and what you actually control Uh because if you worry about something to that extent then you're going to suffer even more because if you live by thinking about the mites then you won't actually do what you want to do you won't but at the same time there's there's, like erring on the side the caution is always a good thing so like for me obviously i want to do I, I'm in the same boat. I want to now yeah. get into like not so much photography, but I want to do some videography yeah. stuff. I want to try and maybe pursue some form of YouTube or mm-hmm. content like that later down the line. But right now, I don't have that expendable income to invest exactly. in in that camera. So for me, it's it's absolutely a waiting game, and I I would never tell anybody to make a terrible like a financial decision that you know you're going to regret. Like disclaimer. Absolutely, like hundred <laughs> percent, never would like because we all know like I'm a serial impulse buyer. Like, yes, I, but it really is. I, I, I'll impulse buy thing, and I've always had that look of if it's like 
less than X amount of money. Oh, I don't even need to think about it, just buy it. Aye, but aye. training that muscle the last two years, especially since I've moved like in into this house and I've bought oh, this aye. house and took out my mortgage for this house and stuff, like yeah like training that muscle has been super difficult because there's so many little things that you're just yeah. like it's fine like it's only i mean a, a bit before it's, getting it's... this house you're probably in a different mindset because oh yeah if, i just had expendable both... income exactly that's the way i looked at it like uh, I, I was fortunate i lived with parents like i had no zero bills to pay yeah. like i tried to pay like this, i mean how, how digs or rent to like my parents would you say it's easier creating years. content now that you have your own space or was that like implications they went like for example when you used to live with your parents is it easier now or uh i definitely have more freedom for the type of content i wanted to create so like uh when i did live with my parents i tried to do streaming like twitch streaming um that was a long time ago though that was like 20 2014 2015 mm -hmm. um not only did i not know what i was doing i didn't really have the gear to support mm -hmm. doing the streaming aspect but i tried it um and it was difficult because the, the the equipment that I had at the time would pick up all the noises of the house. So, like, you yeah. can't help that all uh, your sisters listening to a really terrible JLS. Justin Bieber album, Justin Bieber <laughs> album across the hallway, really, really fucking loud. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and it's bleeding into what you're doing on Twitch, and then, like or like your, your old man answers the phone and he doesn't have an inside Hello. voice oh, he's super loud like, you know, like through the house, he so I, I would say from that aspect absolutely it was tough like getting a point in time and even yeah. if you had a conversation like our parents are kind of the same they're like that kind of they, they grew up with very little and what they have now they're really happy with yep. um, and uh, they've so. done everything they gave us everything that they can afford to give us oh, and all that kind of stuff to make us look like feel not live the way that they lived yeah. but if if i had that conversation of look guys i'm going to play my game I'm going to try and put it online like can we keep the noise down it would be who are you like you don't pay the rent exactly. here like this is my yeah. house i'll do what i want do you know what i mean it's like uh, that nobody's getting favorable treatment i there was no yeah. flux and flow there was no give and take in that aspect like it was uh, it was my house it. my rules exactly. and if you want to do that then uh, go get your own place which makes it sound toxic as hell but no, it's not no. it's not at all like that was just uh, that's sort of the upbringing that you've got of like, I will exactly. give you everything that I have, son, but don't push it by asking <laughs> exactly. for me to give you the moon as well. Do you uh, know what I mean? Like that's that's the way that I've uh, always interpreted it. Uh, well, I think now that obviously having your own space and I mean, and as we said, we're both mid-twenties. So oh, yeah. a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that, for example, want to create content they tend to be younger people but that's not to exclude obviously people who have went through their life and they're only now finding platforms like twitch and like anchor and things like that oh yeah you know so i think for people that we can relate to most and that's like younger uh younger and middle-aged people is the fact that when you do have that drive to do it and then you create kind of have a space for yourself to to actually try and execute that oh yeah for sure it definitely makes things easier but it's not essential mm -hmm. and that's it's, no, it's absolutely not like there's so many people Aye. um there's a couple of streamers that i watch just now uh kokushi is a, a good guy kokushi gg is a, like a world of warcraft streamer and he's mm -hmm. he's he's only now started streaming full-time properly and doing youtube content that he's bought his own place but he had the same sort of 
uh, like um, obstacles uh, living with parents and stuff before yeah. they moved out. But uh, then there was another couple of guys like Blueprint, the Rust streamer that I watch, and YouTube guy. He lived with parents for years mm-hmm. while he started his content. Like he, he had a low subscriber count and stuff. His video, like his quality, wasn't great, but. Look at him. I think uh, it was only just last year he hit like a million subs on YouTube. Uh, that's the thing. Still it's... pushing out the same content. Like exactly. it's just one game, but he's been pushing out loads of different content for. I think for a so lot of people, years. the like... hardest part of like content creation is people do it for different reasons, uh, but there's always an underlying motivation of just wanting to be able to. Mm-hmm. To create what you want to do yeah because for some people you sometimes you'll see people get demotivated they'll put everything in it but if they don't see that subscriber count go up or if they don't see those followers coming in it kind of makes them set and guess things but you also get other streamers and for, for me i mean by watching twitch you've got so many small time streamers and personally i enjoy that content the most because okay, yeah, it's much more intimate like exactly if you've only got intimate. 20 people in your lobby and you can say like, uh, you like if, if you were yeah. sat in my lobby and i go like yo kev what's up thanks very much for the follow man like and then yeah. you ask a question about what it is and i can directly say more yo, interaction kevin right. or whatever username here like and say your name and that response like yeah. that's that's much better oh, and i feel I like that's down. that's why i wanted to do the podcast as well because it's such an intimate setting like or, it's just our voices and all your guys ears are coming through your speakers or however yeah. you choose to like ingest this content um i mean when did you originally start last year podcast like when would you say oh, that was 2016 i think 2016. see just, for me it was much because I think over the past few years, between that time, podcasts have become so much more popular. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, hands down. Like apart from, like quite a lot of platforms have become more popular, excluding YouTube after the adpocalypse and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but right. for example, Twitch came about. You know, I know. That, but that twi- twi- the growth thing. of Twitch is absolutely insane. Yeah. By the way, like like Twitch when I when I started, like even when I first got on Twitch and started trying to do what I was trying to do to, with great failure. And by the way, it's okay to fail. Like, that's absolutely... Oh, like, that needs to... That, that's like, like a big, big disclaimer right there. Uh, 100%. Like, I mean, I, feel, I failed at Tumblr as well when Tumblr was huge in 2009 and 2008. Uh, like, I thought, like, I could start a Tumblr blog and it would go viral. And to be honest, that was the biggest downside. I found that the way... Mm-hmm. The best mentality I have is don't look at what you want to create as a, a source of income or something that you want to make your career out of right off the bat. Yeah. Do it because you enjoy it. And then if it then leads you to then make that choice then, later down the line, then that's it. You know that you've been doing and putting out what you want to put out and, and not what you think exactly. everyone and people needs. Want a, what and then it. obviously your audience want what you've been putting out anyway. So like... Yeah. It's just, I think that's 100% the best oh, mentality going into it. And throw it at the wall until it sticks. Like, um, there's so many people that try to recreate, like Peter McKinnon. Oh, like, so many guys oh, that try and recreate that. And there's so many of them that are now successful because they look at them and go, I'm not Peter McKinnon. Like, I don't have that personality. Why am I imitating that personality? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember his name because I was watching his videos a couple of weeks ago on YouTube. Just stumbled across it while doing camera reviews and stuff. But like, 
he had no following when he was emulating that Peter McKinnon style. Yeah. Like, he wanted to do that. Because people would just see it as, like, a cheap rip-off. Isn't that the real thing? Pretty much. And yeah. then he, he changed it. He, he put his personality back in and injected that back in his content. And he's now sitting at, like, 220k subs. Aye. And it's grown over the last three years or something. He said he's been uploading videos since 2015. That's the thing, like... I mean, for that's not to say that, obviously having that inspiration and following the techniques to that person is a bad thing. I mean, for example, me and Ryan, we both enjoy a lot of like kind of similar creators and a lot of similar content. Now, for, I mean, personally, love Peter McKinnon stuff. Hands down, oh, yeah. favourite YouTuber. And he grew his platform. Within a, within a year, he had over a mil subscribers. And that's just based on his personality was the biggest thing that was out with the fact that he was an insane photographer great storyteller all that kind of stuff but that's not to say that some small time creator can't come along and blow that out of the water well blow out of the water by creating content that even blows that way I was telling Ryan the other day that I was watching uh, YouTube videos and it was FPV drone footage and I came across this guy, he had about 5,000 subscribers, which by YouTube standards is, is not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. But his content was cinematic gold. It was insane. Like mm. the shots he was getting, the edits that he was doing, it was absolutely outstanding. But nobody was interested in but it. But no, no one was there. No one was there to see it. It was 5,000. I don't know how long he had his channel up. Obviously, I didn't actually look into it. Uh, but, I mean, that just goes to show just because like your create your content isn't getting those numbers they saying that those same numbers it doesn't mean yeah, that it won't by happen a, a lower standard it by also doesn't any mean measure. that it won't happen like you're just not i, mean, I, 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 people... I was listening to a podcast I, i'll go back I'll, like in that i'll take that example that you've just given like that guy with 5k subs mm -hmm. and this is like if you have like two two subscribers or five subscribers it doesn't matter he's like if you're pushing content then the guy uh, the podcast was uh the minimalist podcast um oh, I know. it's a really good podcast for the most part there's some things I disagree with i don't entirely take uh, on minimalism but i like i like the mentality that they have and right. the way they put that across on the podcast and it was um someone had asked a question it was like a subscriber or listener request thing that came in and it was to that same vein i've been sort of breaking my back for the last couple of years pushing try to push this thing this business out um and it's it's just not taking the traction and i don't really know what to do i'm feeling really demotivated all that kind of stuff um and the, the, the like the crux of the point was don't give up on the concept of the business mm -hmm. but look at your methods of promotion look at your avenues for the avenues of change on how you deliver and push that content out yeah and how you reach that market like don't like review your tactic and adjust it accordingly yeah. and then go again mm -hmm. don't don't just scrap it because it's not working like don't try and brute force something down the same avenue that you've been brute forcing it down for the last yeah. x amount of time like you need to give time. You need to give something time to know that it's not working, but off the same cuff, you you don't want to just like 
bullheadedly charge down that same way and no it's not working like that's a hundred way yeah like a real fast way if it's not working it's not working yeah so change your tactic it doesn't mean it's a bad idea yeah don't give up until you've tried at least a dozen different methods of doing it like throw 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 loads at the wall something will stick oh definitely in the past we've tried stuff like that maybe hasn't stuck I mean, I mean, well, me, that, that was, we'll go back to our, our previous joint endeavour for mm-hmm. the most part was Scottish Airsoft. Uh, well, aye, the Scottish YouTube Airsoft, channel. aye. I mean, that background about that started a, a YouTube channel. This was years ago. Uh, we we're both in Airsoft more back in the day than now. Uh, but I've always wanted to kind of create YouTube uh, videos and thought, hey, why not put up some gameplay? Mm-hmm. It was something I used to watch on YouTube. Uh, used to watch... Uh, Novrich. Novrich, as the one. I struggle to remember his name now. Uh, but that was content I absolutely loved at the time. And again, I seen that and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try that. Mm-hmm. And I did. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, but I think back then, I mean... Don't get me wrong, the clips are still on YouTube. Uh, it's under Scottish Airsoft, I think. It is. Is it? Right, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah. Scottish Airsoft, so if you want to see how bad it was back then, feel free. Uh, we say back then, this is like maybe like late 2017, early 2018, before uh, we packed uh, it in, I think, then. somewhere about that time. Uh, but back then, it was literally, it was like just GoPro footage, <clears throat> uh, GoPro footage of gameplay just mashed together that's all it was uh but i kind of enjoyed putting that up you done a couple of the health and safety videos as well like remember i remember you took it in in the fortress it was the fort, oh, aye. The fort. oh aye, you got a... the you got the shot to the just yeah, the upper cheekbone uh, you nearly lost your teeth in fact it was twice actually uh, i got shot just above the mouth uh because my face protection fell down mm-hmm. uh i posted that up it was a footage of me getting shot in the face uh and then there was another one where I got shot in the side of the head, like just at the eyebrow. Oh yeah. But the the BB know. actually went through like the back of my goggles and like went into the goggle it was itself. In the goggles. Uh so I fired that one up as well. But yeah. again, this was not like seeking YouTube fame. Whenever you start doing these kind of things, you're never going to know everything to begin with. Oh, I mean, yeah. if I if I had my knowledge back then, it would have been completely different. I probably would have had a different drive. I'd have had a different. Oh yeah, and I think it would have like come out totally stuff. It would have been stuff, totally man. different for you. I mean, we like a more advanced knowledge over time, and only by failing. That is oh, yeah, how you, you get better. You've got to get better by failing. I mean, you, you look back. Yeah. Like we're looking back right now on some of the crap that we used to to make oh man see thinking of the, like, the really the really god awful memes and stuff <laughs> i used to make for that tumblr page like, i've got memes that i made about you worthy i know but they're uh, all health related and not exactly great <laughs> you just you slag my condition <laughs> well these days it's a different ball game and for anyone that's thinking about or even looking for motivation to create or do anything like that don't make it the be all and end all oh you're yeah. gonna make mistakes oh absolutely and yeah. do not punish yourself for any mistakes yeah. that you make like you, don't get me wrong there will be times where for example you start a project and you've got really good visions for it 
I mean, I that for me doing photos, like sometimes you'll just get that imagey, right? I'm photographing this. This is what I want. But whenever you go to do it, everything just goes out the window, and you kind of get yourself down. But it's you're not getting down at the results. You're getting down because you hyped it up that much in your head that it's it's so far for reality that it's actually having an impact on your motivation to do it. Oh yeah. So whatever you're going to creating or for example, if you want to start a YouTube channel, I mean, we are hundred percent behind you. Do it. Like, <laughs> Definitely. Do it. No, no one's telling you not to. And if someone tells you not to do it, tell me to go and ram it. Fun, uh, fun, fun fact for YouTube, right? There are 150 million new youtube channels in the last year that's since insane. the lockdown that's right? absolutely insane there are 2.4 billion active users Jesus. on youtube alone that's so that that's not content creators that is audience yeah and creators mashed yeah. together right so it doesn't matter what kind of content you put out mm. really somebody in this 7.8 8 billion populous world with the yeah. two and a half billion populous audience on YouTube. Someone's gonna watch that shit. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Like it might not take off. That doesn't mean that it's bad. Exactly. You, like I say, if you've been putting a tactic out and you're putting stuff out, oh, you're not and touching what on whatever your strategy is, uh, like just tailor it. I mean, touching on what we said earlier, sometimes it just takes that one that one bit of publicity or that uh, that one share that yeah. one share to to get something blown up all over the place i mm-hmm. mean personally i mean i'm on i mean one of my hobbies is my instagram uh shameless plug show me scotland so when i started that again it was, in the show notes. <laughs> again it was just because it, i really enjoyed like getting photos whenever I was out in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to travel and see as much of Scotland as possible. And luckily for me in the past couple of years, I've seen a lot. I've traveled a lot. Uh, but that kind of Instagram was just to like share that with other people, like-minded people who I used I used to follow on Instagram, yeah. who now I interact with. Uh, because, for example, you see other people that share the same motivations and the same content they're not rivals by any means. Oh, no. Just because they're sharing the same content doesn't make them a co- like competition. Uh, if anything, it can actually make them an ally because you can get so much knowledge for people doing the same things. Unless you're a gaming streamer, you know. You're Unless you're a gaming streamer like, and you're sad and you think everyone's a virgin who doesn't do what you do. That's hundred percent like a toxic environment. Yeah, try and do not try and promote <laughs> promote yourself via another person's stream. They will get pissed. Yeah, definitely. Like. Do not look down on other people doing the same kind of content because yeah, yeah. it would just hit you back in the face. Oh, if okay. if it doesn't come from the people you're talking down, it'll come from your audience telling you to stop acting like a idol. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean, when I started that Instagram, it was just it was a hobby. My editing skills were dreadful. Uh I was taking all my photos on my Huawei P twenty. My Huawei P twenty, which by no means is the best camera. But for me, I mean, it's, it's by no means a big Instagram. I'm sitting with about 1,500 followers on that right now. But a lot of that came from like one one single post that I put up that blew up. It went, 
I went to just under like 4,000 likes or something on Instagram. And for someone whose most likes before that was about 40, that was huge. That, that is was huge. That by was the way, absolutely I've never massive. had anything like that. Yeah, like, exactly. Not any, any adventure of mine online. Like, that's insane. Exactly. That's nice. Now, the post itself, it was, it was a drone shot. And although everyone loved it and it got so much content, there's always Muppets that will come in and try and talk it down. So, I mean, I, I gained uh, probably about a thousand followers off that post. And, I mean, I was ecstatic. I mean, ever since then, my Instagram, I, I muted the notifications because my phone was just constantly going off. So I just muted it and I was like, right, okay, I can just don't make clear notifications and that's it. <laughs> but that same post, I, it was uh, it was a drone shot. It was over uh, Glasgow Green. There was a Black Lives Matter. Oh, was it that, was it that post? It was that post. It oh. was a Black Lives Matter protest. And I actually came towards the end of the day because I was somewhere else in Glasgow that day. I can't remember where, but I was somewhere else. And I just so happened to be driving by and I went, no what? I need to get this shot. So I pulled up next to where all the police vans and police cars were lined up. And I went to the fountain at the top side, of, uh, the top side near the gardens in Glasgow Green. And I, I fired a drone up. Uh, for a bit of context, I fly a DJI Mavic Mini, very small. Uh, but I flew that up, away from the crowd, got the shot, looking down the Clyde, it's got the city in the background, it's got the protesters at the monument, it's got the river, beautiful shot, I really liked it. So I went home, edited it, fired it up, then went viral. Went viral. But then I had this one Muppet oh, that on one my post I remember this guy. who started giving me absolute... Pelters, because about the drone regulations, he was uh-huh. like, "Oh, it doesn't look like you. You are like X amount of meters away from the crowd." And I went, "Mate, this is a cropped in photo." I'm like, "Away over the arse uh, end of nowhere, getting this shot." Uh, you're like a mile away, exactly. Literally, and he was like, a mile away. <laughs> exactly. He was like, "Just wait to." Uh, it was like the CEA get this, the Civil Aviation Authority. Wait yeah, to see uh, this guys for your drone gets stuff, taken uh. right off you. And I was like, "Right, okay, mate, whatever." And he actually had the audacity. He oh, popped up oh, like yeah, he came months back after months it. Months later, going still got that drone. Exactly. <laughs> he actually asked me if you still got that drone. And I'm like, I thanks for asking. You know, play it off as nice because you don't want it to seem like a hostile person. Whenever you're creating content for people, you want to be as engaging as possible. Uh-huh. But that's not to say that whenever you do get the bad days of people coming up and talking absolute nonsense to you, you need to to blow off. Oh, it doesn't matter how big you get, right? It doesn't matter what platform it is, yep. there is going to be that one comment that just hits Triggers home. It. Yeah. It'll hit home, it'll cut you, it'll cut you deep. Yeah. It's how you choose to deal with that. Exactly. And I'm usually a guy that likes to shout about things, but oh, right. you can't you can't make a, a clown of yourself by shouting at everybody on the internet. Exactly. Like, trolls are trolls, man, and even if they're not trolling and they're trying to spout some like this guy who was doing his uh, moral obligation and his moral obligation eyes. to let me know that you were in violation in his mind of these regs. In violation of those aviation rules, despite the fact that the the drone itself didn't fly within those regulations uh, because it, it, it wasn't in the weight limit of those <laughs> regulations. But I could have gotten an argument with him about it, but I didn't. Yeah. But it just goes to show that one post, that is what oh, gave for sure. me, like, yeah. that, that like tripled my following. And that's how I have so many these days. And the interactions that I get for followers now of that, 
again, I'm not a big Instagrammer. That is by no means a source of income by any uh, chance. It's just a hobby. But it's a hobby. It's a hobby I really enjoy. So I love creating that content. I'm going to keep creating that content. So whenever you get Muppets like that, take it. Take ah, it in your stride. It's, it's like, Deal it's with it. Have a laugh about it. Give them pelters if you want, but say. don't give them pelters publicly. But <laughs> ah, ah, that can uh, you trip yourself up. Uh, so well. if you are looking for that step in the door, trust me, it could be one post that could... Uh, one post, could one, co- one, one comment. Yeah, you could I get a creator be, that yeah. comes along who's got X amount of followers who just so happens to shout you out like, on their stream or in their YouTube video, on their podcast. Tag, to tag, reshare it on their exactly. timeline on Instagram. Uh, Re- not, I'm not going to say, right, one disclaimer, not 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for every good comment, there's at least 20 yeah. negatives. It's kind of the keyboard gangster paradise. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Some of the creators that you see on YouTube and stuff like that, it took them, they were probably sitting at the same following for a long time before before there was before that one traction. video or that one bit of content that just blew up their channel. I mean, sometimes you see people who, especially like filmmakers, like see Craig Adams, we'll probably discuss him in another, in another episode because that was like a big inspiration uh, for kind of the stuff that I want to do in the future. But he was sitting there, I, I couldn't tell you exactly how many followers he had at the time, but when he done his Iceland video, uh, his Iceland hiking video, his subscriber count went through the roof. And he's now got a fan base that helps support him by paying monthly in a membership to YouTube uh, that literally pay him to go and to do go all travel. these and yeah. like do what he wants to do. And again, it was just that one video. It was the first ever video I had that reached like a million views. So it doesn't matter like how small you are or how big you are. Sometimes it just is that one and it's a matter of kind of pushing through it. Yeah, you just need to wade the water, really, man. Like it's, it'll feel like it's, it's never not going to feel like it's not hard Mm because like, like creating anything is difficult. I've got, I've got clips of music stuff or like projects that i've got sitting and they've been sat there for like two years and i've, uh, I've done nothing with it and exactly you, you just need to keep going mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong way to go about it you just need to find a way that works for you okay excellent so i'm th- gonna say that's probably a wrap for episode one we've um we've talked about Happy a few days. good things kind of how we envision this going forward um Hopefully you have got most of an understanding. I know obviously episode one we're trying to give you a, a kind of brief outline of what to expect, you know, get you hyped up for it, but It's hopefully... hard to cram it all into just exactly. a single episode and a single outro, a single intro. It's very difficult, uh, but... It's it's great in theory, uh, but whenever you start talking about something, you start going off tangents all over the place. We just hope that you stick about, see what's to come. Don't worry, things will get better. And remember, we are always happy to take, you know, listener comments, suggestions. Uh, Anchor lets you guys submit your own voice clips, so if you want to do it that way, go for it. Only fans likes. Anything else of the sort, I mean, we have no standards, but we hope to see you back next week for episode two. Peace. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.